Well, the month of November has come and gone. It's Monday, November 30th, and the Vampire Journal League standings are as follows. First place, Stan Pyre Jan's brother at 7-4. Second place tie between Longbone Shorty and Dr. Rosenpenis at 6-5. Tied for fourth are Mr. Solo Dolo at 5-6 and, and Smoke and Jay Cutler at 5-6. Finally in sixth place, Guillermo de la Cruz at 4-7. I'm joined in studio live for the first time in person with Quinn Carson, and this is the newest episode of the Vampire Journals podcast. How you doing, Daniel? It's our first live show. Yeah, Quinn, we've got a really interesting concept podcast going on where we're going to have one topic for every song on this side of the vinyl. Right now we're covering the league standings and season updates. So, Quinn, tell me about what's going on with your team over the past month. (laughs) I tell you what. My team uh, has been up and down all year from first place to now it seems like we're going to be the worst place if I don't turn things around. Um, I'm 6-5 and five in second place, tied with Robbie Courtway and Dr. Rosen Penis. And I tell you what, Chase is on my heels and we'll see if the Vampire can make it into the playoffs. He's odd man out right now. Yeah, speaking of the Vampire, he's currently on a two-game win streak, but he's got quite a hill to climb on Monday night as he has a large deficit to Stan Pyre, Jan's brother, winner of five consecutive games. Yeah, that's probably a pretty big storyline, you know. Daniel, you had said earlier that you thought your team was just about to start coming alive, and you've peeled off five straight. Absolutely, things are coming in line. I had Austin Eckler healthy for the first time in weeks this week. Uh, speaking of injuries, I've benefited from players returning. Guillermo de la Cruz, Kurt Taylor, has not had the same fortune. Loser of two in a row, he's been without Christian McCaffrey for the majority of the year. He had to recently replace Mark Ingram, who's on the COVID list with David Montgomery. Got him a good 25.3 points on Sunday. Big scores this week, man. A lot of uh, teams have been putting up huge numbers. You put up 170 points this week. And last week we had two teams score over 150 points. And in week 10, we had a fabulous matchup with uh, Jay Cutler and Chase Vickery in which he had a 50-point win, one of his largest victories as the Vampire to date. Absolutely. Steven's lurking in the shadows. He's got to get a big performance out of DK Metcalf after I was gifted with a lofty 57.9 points from Tyreek Hill as the Kansas City Chiefs took down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you know, at this point, I think we want to take a look and say that the, the league standings have changed slightly from the projections from ESPN. They had had final standings of me finishing in first place, but someone else is now up in first place projected to finish in the league. Absolutely. I'm really excited. Jan Pyre Stan's brother sitting right there on the precipice of a league championship made it to the finals in season one couldn't come out with a victory I feel like my team's really rounding in a strong shape going into the playoffs uh, but before we can get to the playoffs we've got to finish the season and while we're reflecting on things Quinn why don't you tell us a little bit about how your QPC projections are faring so far well let me tell you ladies and gentlemen the 2020 Vampire League projections are in 
I am 19 and 13 through 11 weeks of the season. Not as good as I wanted to be, but let me tell you, since we last left you, I've had a week where I was 3 and 0 and 3 weeks where I was 2 and 1. So I've been getting them a little bit better. I was kind of in a dry spell through the middle of the season when teams were still beating the vampire and I was unable to find uh, the right answers to my own battles that I faced and the surprising Robbie Courtway this season. I had him projected at 4-9, and nine, and that's going to be something that he blows out of the water. He's in a chance to be in second place by the end of the year if he wins out. Yeah, I will say, Quinn, you did have a couple of misses on your season projections for the teams in the league, but after a Week 7 entitled Gar- excuse me, week six entitled Garlic Sauce, in which you went 0 for 3. You've come away with at least two victories in each week, except for week 12. So you've really had strong success from weeks 7 through 11. Uh, and tell me how you're looking so far for this week's matchups. So this week I had voted that I thought the vampire would beat you Daniel but Tyreek Hill's 59 points might be the big difference maker in the fact that you've put a really big 43 point gap before tonight's last game so most likely you're going to win and I'll be wrong in my projection this week I've got Chase losing to me and and, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this matchup in particular later and I had Guillermo de la Cruz beating Robbie this week as it stands Robbie's got a two-point lead going into a very highly contested Monday night game with Tyler Lockett, so we assume he's going to tie that up. So, by all accounts, there might be a chance that I go 0-3 this week in my projections, but it actually paints a very strong playoff picture if that's what happens. Sure, and I would say compared to last year, there was a lot of dismay and questioning from other members of the league in terms of the validity of your projections. Uh, Much much better so far this year so hats off to you 19 and 13 really good Uh, yeah tell me a little bit uh about some of your wins and some of your misses and and where you're right on the nose one of the biggest things is you know i went long on the idea that the vampire was going to win out so i've got a lot of misses later in this season when people have upset the vampire so great job there but I'd say the biggest thing that I messed messed up is my own matchups. Um, but big wins for me. I think me, Colin, wins uh, that chase beating you, Daniel, in week uh, week five or week four, uh, and then my my week three uh, projections where I went three and zero were great weeks. So I've had three weeks where I've aced it, and then I've had three weeks where I've been two and one, and then one week where I was zero and three, and three weeks where I was one and two. So it's been a great projections, and I think they're getting better every year. So next year I might even ace it. Definitely. Can't wait, and I'm looking forward to it as we go on year over year. You said we were going to talk a little bit more about your matchup with Chase. We had a really interesting thread take place in the league chat the other night. Uh, But you tell me that it goes a little bit even beyond that to earlier in the week. Uh, Tell me what you and Chase had discussed going into the Week 12 fantasy matchups. Well, I believe there was a small text thread between Chase and I in between uh, Thanksgiving meals or something uh, prior, and it was about tanking. Um, Daniel, are you aware of what tanking is? Yes, I've read about it on the online forums. I believe it's when a team deliberately loses. Typically, that is not the case in sporting events. Very true. Um, In this case, there is a 
situation in which if Chase won this week, he might put the nail in the vampire's coffin. Sure, absolutely. And so that leads us all to yesterday, November 29th, when at 9.34 p.m., Chase texted to the leak chat, Looks like Quinn may have an important decision on his hands tomorrow, one that could potentially stick a nail in the vampire coffin. And Stephen replies that the nail is stuck at 9.37. Mm -hmm. Four minutes later, at 9.41 p.m., in the middle of the MCU movie Captain America Civil War, I texted, I feel like I'm missing whatever you're alluding to. One minute later, never mind, I understand now. So Chase responds at 9.44, Yeah, I got to look for it. You've got to look for it, but the opportunity is there. I thought it might be a possibility at the beginning of the week. We'll see how he plays it. Exclamation mark. Now at this point, Quinn gets these messages at 10 o'clock and at 10.25... 21 minutes later. (laughs) Of course, Chase wouldn't say dick if he wasn't benefiting from this. Chase, you've been up my ass about me for feeding this game to you all week long. But I need depth. So if you want to offer me a trade for a win, I'll bench my guys. 31 minutes later, Stephen Fox. So now we throw games to prevent me from getting to the playoffs? Cool. And then quickly after that, at the same minute marker at 10.39, Chase responds, Are you fucking serious? You've all but clenched a playoff spot, and this sinks the number one competition who we're all in this to beat no matter what. I watch all hypotheticals, and I would say something no matter what. I in no way think I'm in competition to win this, and I'm about beating the vampire at all costs. So go full strength, and you may see me bench some guys against Kurt to guarantee he gets in. The vampire gets in. I floated a hypothetical at you on Tuesday. Hardly up your ass, and it's all your decision. See how it plays out. And teams tank for playoff matchups all the time, NBA and NFL. It's nothing new and just smart strategy, but be a dumbass. At 9.34, Chase had opened up this dialogue about tanking. And at 10.42, Chase left the conversation yesterday. At 10.42, the same timestamp, Stephen Fox. And there it is. Some leave this com- Someone leaves this convo every year. I love this league. Mm-hmm. So... I guess at this point, we then can see that at 11.04, we post a picture that Chase has taken his team members and benched them to thereby tank against me instead of me tanking against him. He is now the tanker, and I am the tanker ray. So we shall see collusion, tampering, conspiracy... Yeah, who's going to tank tonight? We'll see I'm it all sure. play ha, we'll see how it all plays out. It all comes down to this very key Monday night matchup featuring a Seattle squad with both Chris Carson, Quinn's running back and Russell Wilson, Chase's quarterback. So we'll just have to see who's doing some shadow dancing. So that takes us to the end of the first half of our podcast where we covered league standings, QPC projections and the juicy dynamic in the league chat. Coming up after a quick look at a new movie, we're going to cover things such as all the players we've lost this season. Night Fever, 
who wins the league, who do we not want to see win the league? And don't throw it all away. A special ending to our podcast. That and more coming up after this. Last summer, Reese Witherspoon and Jack Nicholson brought you the story of a generation. I don't know what to do, Dad. Annie, sweet Annie. Don't let anyone tell you what you can do with your boat. I'm going to build this rack. Listen, lady, I've been doing boats a long time. You can't just put a rack on a boat. Never heard of it. Oh, get off of there. Anna Stewart left the big city in search of life, liberty, and the sea. I may be from the big city, but that doesn't mean I don't know how to build a rack. Instead, she would create history. You can't just come down here and change my life. Boats are all I know. Oh, get off of there. As she navigated through the pains and hardships of building a new life, we were placed in a new world which rested upon the principle that when the world isn't there to support you, you got a rackety, rackety, rack, rack, rack. Rack Witherspoon in Boat Rack. This boat needs this rack. Annie, there's one thing I figured out. It's that none of us know. But you still gotta try. Reintroducing James Vanderbeek. Anna. Jimmy. Rack Witherspoon in... Boat Rack. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Quinn Carson. I wanted to take a minute and think about all the people we've lost this year in this league. I'm talking all the people that the vampire has stolen. And all the people that he's given us back in as well. I'd like to list everything. Please hold your applause till the end of uh, this moment. Derek Henry. The number three fantasy running back. Alvin Kamara. The number one fantasy running back. Dalvin Cook. The number two fantasy running back. Devontae Adams. The number one fantasy wide receiver. Ezekiel Elliott. The number seven fantasy running back. Man, I gotta tell you, Daniel, which one do you think would hurt the most this year? Well, Chase has the unfortunate distinction of being a two-time donor to the vampire this season, and he's unfortunately donated the number two and three fantasy running backs. Uh, Kurt, as well, number a two-time donor to the vampire was Zeke Elliott and Devontae Adams. But I'm gonna tell you, I think the biggest loss of all was probably Alvin Kamara to you, Quinn, because you had the least depth to afford a loss like that. Mm-hmm. I miss Alvin every day. I look up there, and I can only wonder what it would be like to see a guy who catches more passes than actually takes handoffs in a ball game. So, Quinn, tell me a little bit about some of the players that Steven sent back in return over this season. I want to throw a little love out to Steven this year. You know, he's really helped out our teams. But it's because he's had to try his hardest to beat us. That's why he's had his best lineups available, and so he's not been able to give us trash. I have to say, I got lucky. I got Ryan Suckup from him, and he's actually been someone I've started. Ryan Suckup, the number three fantasy kicker. Yeah, and we've had two other kickers given away. Daniel Carlson and Matt Gay. 
Carlson also tied with Suckup for number three in fantasy kicking points, while Matt Gay, kicker who was recently acquired by the Los Angeles Rams, only at number 36 is a fantasy kicker. And you know, Dalton Schultz, a tight end from the Dallas Cowboys, was actually someone given by the vampire. Perhaps one of the most curious gifts of all, Schultz currently sits as the number seven fantasy tight end. And wonderfully, I'm giving the award to the nicest gift of the year is going to be the Dolphins defensive and special teams. Absolutely. Not only are they a really good defense, despite a few poor performances, but they were there for Kurt when he only had the Minnesota defense with him. Mm -hmm. What a gift. Okay, well, you know, when we think about gifts, the ultimate gift of the fantasy season would be hoisting that league championship trophy at the end of the playoffs so quinn tell me right now if we look at the projected playoff brackets number one seed stan pyre versus number four seed mr solo dolo in number two seed longbone shorty versus number three seed dr rose and penis the playoffs started today who do you think would win and do you think that anybody on the outside looking in has a chance to sneak into the playoffs my thought is I'm seeing the winner of the 2-3 matchup in these playoffs are going to be the champion. My thought is I'm going to be either in the second or third position going in, and possibly Robbie will finish in the second or third position as well. And I think the winner of that matchup is going to go into the championship weeks with huge confidence and actually win the league over either the number one person in the league or the person who actually sneaks into the playoffs. Who I think is making his chase is going to be playing you in the first round, Daniel. You're going to be finishing first, so the one versus four, and I think that battle will be really great, but it's going to knock you guys senseless. And I'm putting my money on Robbie Courtway to win the league this year. All it controversial, but I'm right there with you. I unfortunately think the Moose Courtway is going to be the one to come away with it this year, as long as his running backs stay healthy. And I know that's a large caveat. But Robbie is really stacked at every other position. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey anchor those uh, skill positions at quarterback and tight end. He's got wide receivers for days. So as long as Aaron Jones stays healthy and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire stay healthy, he's got as good of a chance as anybody in the league. And he had one of the strongest positions in the league with only playing the Vampire twice. Absolutely. My favorite playoff scenario requires Kurt coming away with a win in Week 12 and Chase walking away with a loss. That would create a three-way tie between Chase, Steven, and Kurt with the winner of that triumvirate taking the fourth seed in the playoffs. And how would you decide that? So that's really interesting because if that scenario plays out, Kurt plays Chase in the final week of the regular season. Steven plays Quinn. So even if Steven beats Quinn, both... Chase and Kurt currently hold a higher scoring point total, which would bust a tiebreaker against Steven. So all three of these teams have various scenarios that can get them in or out of the playoffs with just a few days left in the regular season. So tell me, Quinn, one last question on this note. Who do you think has, uh, who do you think is the person you would least like to see as the vampire next season? I tell you, man, I wake up shivering with this night fever thinking if Robbie actually wins. Because I tell you what, guys, I've said that that guy is not going to be good both seasons that we've been in this. And if he comes back as the vampire, he's going to be wanting to rage against me. So I 
I don't want to see him win. Yeah, I think for me, it's got to be Chase, just because I'm most concerned about his propensity to shit talk and uh, the level of entitlement he gets with uh, levels of authority. So, Chase, uh, I love you as a guy, but I do not want to see you as a vampire. So, Quint, uh, tell me, as we uh, come to the end of the podcast, um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think that... Uh, what do you think that we can say to Chase? You know, Chase is a guy who wears his heart on his sleeve, and he wears his heart on his thumbs through text messages. Uh, he got really heated last night. What do you think we can do to mend this broken bridge? Yeah, I just want to talk to Chase for a minute. So if you guys are listening, why don't you sign off right now and subscribe to our podcast and make sure you like it and share it with your friends now. But this point you can press stop i just want to talk to chase so i'm going to wait for a second all right chase since everybody's gone now i just want you to come back into that chat man you know every year someone leaves that chat and it's just this huge smack talking affair and it's always great to have you there you know I don't know what we'd do without you. I don't know what we'd do without you being a part of the five families. We just need you back. We just don't want you to throw it all away, baby. Stay with us. Our love, Chase, our love, don't throw it all away. It's all I ask of you. You remember when you were swinging a golf club at my head in the playground of Fairview Elementary when we were kids because you got too angry? Or maybe the time you tried to shoot me with a BB gun after I thought that you could move a queen in the shape of a knight's L-shape. Remember when you broke that bone in my hand? Now I know what you're probably thinking. Which time? Exactly, Chase. Or how about the time you tore your, your knee up? Yeah. The dirtiest play in the history of 21. Now, what about the time that What about the time that we would drive over to your house late at night with beers and Taco Bell? What about the time that we were playing basketball and the ball bounced over that fence and went all the way down the hill? Who would go get those balls? Don't throw it all away, Chase. We would go get those balls. As always... This is Daniel Week, joined by Quinn Carson. And on behalf of ZipRecruiter and Jimmy John's Freaky Fast Submarines, I tell you what, Kurt Taylor needed to find a CEO of socks, and so he went on to ZipRecruiter, and within 48 hours, he was given four possible hires that met his requirements and could do a great job. Quinn, let me ask you something. Do you like field hockey? Sure, Daniel. Well, let me tell you what I like. I like turkey sandwiches with tomato, lettuce, and spicy mustard. And you know what I don't like? What's that? Toasted subs. No. No way, no how. Mm -hmm. Cold cuts, baby. But what I like is a cold cut turkey delivered freaky fast. And freaky fast cold cuts are delivered by Jimmy John's better than anyone else. 
So we want to give a big thanks to Jimmy Johns and to Zip Recruiter, and we want you to go see Boat Rack 2, like we've been talking about. You know, Daniel, I thought Boat Rack 1 was really good. So I've been wondering for a while, you know, when is Jack Nicholson going to get back in the game? And he really just brought it 100 miles an hour in that one. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like, Reese Witherspoon has been someone that's been an idol of mine ever since Legally Blonde. Mm -hmm. For me, it was fear. Yeah, I wanted to live in Boston, and and I think you uh, wanted to live in fear. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I guess that's about it for this week. Absolutely. So for Quinn Carson, I'm Daniel Wee. And until next time, protect your neck.